most of the most hungriest and successful entrepreneurs that we knew didn't really come from a position of privilege. They came from a, you know, they had to fight for what they had built. Um, and I guess that's true for me as a kid, you know, came, you know, wasn't, you know, came from a poor neighborhood. Um, my mother was a, you know, solo parent, um, paraplegic, raising three, three boys by herself. And so we just had to make do. But, you know, at the time when I was a kid, didn't really think anything different about it. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. This is episode one of a seven-part series with Vaughan Ferguson, sole founder and former CEO of Vend, a SaaS company that empowers you to run and grow your retail business. More specifically, it's a point-of-sale, multi-outlet retail and inventory management system. It's used by over 25,000 retailers in over 130 countries globally, founded in 2010 in Auckland, New Zealand. It's raised 47 million US dollars in investment and grown to over 300 employees with offices in Auckland, Wellington, Melbourne, San Francisco, Toronto and London. In this episode, Vaughan talks about a no-frills upbringing, how he got into software and the importance of timing for startups. And he changed his name since the interview from Rousel to Ferguson in tribute to his late mother, Pam Ferguson, to whom he credits much of his success. But there's a lot more to Vaughan than just the founding of Vend, which is something we'll find out over the seven episode series starting here. Hi Vaughan, great to have you with us on 14 Minutes of SaaS here at Rise. It's great to be Kong. here. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Brilliant. Tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, youth. Uh, always sounded interesting when I, I, I watched you speak on the videos. My youth. Oh, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> oh, as far back as you're comfortable. Uh, well, my earliest memory, I think, was when I was two years old and I was... <laughs> no, I won't go that far back. Um, <laughs> um, I think, you know, I had a pretty... Um, modest upbringing, that's probably a fair way to put it. Um, and it's actually interesting, like, sorry to segue, but chatting to, I was having an interesting conversation the other night with somebody and uh, talking about like the backstories behind entrepreneurs and, and how we both realized that um, most of the most hungriest and successful entrepreneurs that we knew didn't really come from a position of privilege. They came from a, you know, they had to fight for what they had built. Um, and I guess that's true for me as a kid, you know, came, you know, wasn't, you know, came from a poor neighborhood. Um, my mother was a, you know, solo parent, um, paraplegic, raising three, three boys by herself. And so we just had to make do. But, you know, at the time when I was a kid, didn't really think anything different about it. It was just life. And, you know, my mum was in a wheelchair, whereas, you know, my friends, my friends' parents didn't come with wheels. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, had a pretty cool childhood, you know, just did the usual things that, that kids did. But, um, but I think I fell in love with, uh, with computers at about the age of eight. And this is back in the 80s. Um, and that from there on, I've always lived in, uh, in the world of um, computers and, and startups. Obviously, I didn't found a startup when I was eight, but, you know, always, always dreamed about what the possibility was, you know. What, what could computers do for us and how it could change the world. And um, I'm going to 
talk a little bit more uh, in, in depth, ask you a little bit more in depth later on about your mum, but very briefly, um, you know, we, we'll talk a little bit about what, what she did for you guys. How would you sum her up? Because it was very touching. It's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you when you spoke about your mum. Uh, mm. How would you sum, sum your mum up? Uh, she was an eternal optimist, like, um, and um, was the happiest person I knew. And so um, I guess a lot of that rubbed off on me. Uh, people, people always tell me how I can always see the the brighter side of any situation. But it was, you know, I think just just the environment that my mum had to grow up in, being a you know solo parent, uh, paraplegic in a wheelchair, you couldn't let things get in your way. Uh, um, but she went one level up. Like not only did she just plow through, you know, all of the daily challenges that we take for granted. Um, she did it with with a smile and an infectious laugh that just meant everybody gravitated towards her, um, and uh, and so yeah, she she was one of the happiest people on earth. Cool, that's a that's a great tribute. Um, talk me through your you know key formative professional experiences you've had. Um, you know with you know what, amongst Amvia Blue Day sold Viennese. You know. What, were there one or two of those that were particularly important for you in creating the entrepreneur that you are today? I think all of them. Um, you know, each came with its own journey, its own lessons. And on reflection, uh, I don't think I've ever had a real job. Because <laughs> like, you know, straight out of university, I was a dropout of university. Um, I dropped out twice. Um, and, uh, and then went to work at Ambia. Straight, you know, basically, um, the Dave, who was the the founder um, reached out to me and offered me a job and I was like, you know, uh, and I was at university at the time and I was like, what, you're going to pay me to do stuff with computers? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and it was just him and I and, uh, and, and so that's where I learnt, you know, eternally grateful to Dave because that's where I learnt, you know, the, those, those early lessons of being a small team, founder lead team. You know, I was the technical guy, he was the business guy um, and I was so young, like I didn't know anything. Um, so that was incredibly formative because he just threw me in the deep end, you know, and, and you know, he, I was, he was, you know, rocking me up to client meetings in front of um, the Inland Revenue Department and, you know, and I was having to be a sales engineer um, to a room of, you know, suited grey-haired dudes, um, you know, who had 30 years more experience than me. Um, so that, that was incredibly formative. And then from there, uh, you know, it was... Pretty much just doing my own thing. I mean, that was—I guess—that was the only real job I had. And then um, did the the compulsory Kiwi OE, you know, leave leave the country for a couple of years, travel around Europe and the world, came home, and then uh, decided I just wanted to build my own things. And so from from that point on, just started founding tech businesses in all sorts of areas. Like you know, this was way back at the beginning of the internet, really. Um, and so. Um, uh, Blue Day and Salt were um, two consultancy companies, but um, but it meant like every every other week you were working on somebody else's interesting project, um, which you know got you thinking about what the possibilities were, and then um, and then um, Vinet came along. Um, uh, Wayne, who was the founder of Vinet, um, he was actually one of my clients, and we were um, we were building out a mapping platform. This was before Google Maps. And he had this crazy idea. He had two crazy ideas that he had, he had welded together. One was um, 
an, an, an open booking system for um, accommodation that anybody could use, whether you had a caravan or a, a hotel, um, and a mapping platform so you could find all of the accommodation easily on an intuitive map. Um, and so back then, like none of those, those things really existed on the internet. So we built them and we built uh, a mapping platform which um, uh, yeah, it was as good as Google Maps at the time, using the same technology. Um, and we built a, a booking platform which was before Airbnb, but basically did the same thing. Um, and, and so, you know, I love telling the story because it's a, it's a classic case of get your timing right. Like we, we had the, we had the product, and we were executing well, we had some capital, we just got the timing horribly wrong. Like we were too early. People weren't ready for, you know, an open, an open booking platform like Airbnb. Um, and, uh, and then the GFC hit and, you know, we ran out of investor capital. So, you know, that was, that came to an abrupt end. Um, and, uh, and, but yeah, in incredibly grateful for those years because that was a roller coaster. That was the first real ups and downs, you know, getting close to hitting the wall. How did the idea for Vent come about? Well, it was after, after wrapping up with, with Vinet, um, I took a bit of time off, because you know, being on the startup roller coaster, just needed to get some clear air, and so um, actually started another business. <laughs> this is my idea of taking time off. Started another business called Voom. <laughs> you, 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 you'll spot a trend of like companies that start with the letter V. <laughs> um, like Vaughn. <laughs> like me, yeah. Um, and I was playing around with an idea, like I was doing, you know, doing some work for a bunch of retailers and um, you know, this was just after uh, Zero had launched from New Zealand, another New Zealand SaaS company. You know, they were reinventing accounting by making it all on the cloud. Um, and so, you know, that, that planted a seed in my head. I was like, wow, I wonder if this, you know, small businesses, obviously being an accounting platform is a massive market for, for small business. And I was like, wow, what's another really big market? Um, and I was, just happened to be doing some work for a bunch of retailers in the e-com space. And I was like, well, I was just taking a look at the software they were using. And I'm like, just for their, re, you know, in their retail stores over the counter. And I'm like, this stuff is like, it was like it'd been written in the 90s and it hadn't really innovated ever since. And so that planted a seed. And I just, in my spare time on the side, just started doing some mock-ups and ideas about how you could design a web-based uh, retail system for point of sale and inventory and customer management that ran on the cloud. And uh, um, and then I went on a bike ride. I decided that I wanted to cycle the length of New Zealand just to clear my head. <laughs> and um, before I committed to another five years plus of you know the startup life, uh, I thought, you know what, I'll ride a, ride a bicycle from one end of New Zealand to the other. And if I get to the other end and I still want to do the startup thing, then I'll, then I'll do it. Um, and so yeah, I did that. Took a, took a bike all the way down as far south if you're familiar with New Zealand geography, there's a little island yeah. down the bottom of New Zealand called Stewart Island, and um, went down there and you know, took my bike and then basically started riding all the way up to the top of New Zealand. And New Zealand's a very long, skinny uh, country, um, and it was about six weeks of cycling. Got to the other end, and I was like, yep, bring it on. Um, so that was about, oh, you know, probably about year five into the journey. And, and for Vend, you know, it, Right from day one, it was a rocket ship. Like the idea, and so to loop back on what I was saying before about getting your timing right, this was an idea that that was ripe. Like people had been waiting for it. And so I built the prototype for Vend and started giving it to retailers to say, "Hey, is this any good? Would you use this sort of software?" And and they were like, "Oh my God, this is like we've been waiting for years." 
um, for a cloud-based platform to run our retail store because you know this was probably the you know the uh, you know these were the, like the growth hacker retailers or the more sort of entrepreneurial retailers the next generation of retailers who were using Gmail and they were using Shopify and they were using Zero so for them it just seemed natural to use cloud-based software but there wasn't anything and so we launched and then we just found an instant product market fit um, and so we were just growing like crazy so the first few years you know we rapidly you know, raised a whole bunch of capital, had customers, you know, thousands of customers signing up every, every, every month. Uh, it was great. Um, and we grew to become New Zealand's fastest growing tech startup. Um, you know, we were the, uh, the largest placement of a private capital raise in New Zealand for a tech company. Um, it was, you know, it was, it, was, it was a crazy awesome time. Next instalment, episode two of seven, Vaughan talks about more than a decade of personal annual challenges and how he worked out how he'd create Vend over a very long bike ride from one end of New Zealand to the other. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of Sass. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoy the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. Mm-hmm.